0: and welcome to the jimmy daytona show i have my dear friend dana bolster once again who's uh, become a subject matter expert on travel and has got some great tips on um how, how to travel and um the fun places the fun places she goes to and the fun things you can do uh once you're at a given point um pretty recently she took some trips to montreal as well as san jose santa cruz and palo alto in california and i'd love to hear more uh, about uh, her experience and welcome yet again thank
1: you yes definitely let's see should i embark on the montreal first
0: yeah i know (laughs) you spent a fair amount of time there tell me more
1: yeah so i discovered well, I reflected that I had lived in Boston for my entire existence and yet had never visited Canada in my entire life, which was a bit embarrassing because a lot of the folks who have visited me or lived in my house, uh, they have, they're from Europe and they go to Canada to visit Canada. And so I felt a bit embarrassed. So I needed to go to Montreal. So that prompted me to go somewhere in Canada and the most exotic, most interesting and different part would be the Quebec region for me, just because I've never been in a place that had a mix of both Canadian and French uh, language culture. (laughs) So that's how I ended up going there. And that was quite interesting. It was one of the first places that was outside the U.S. that was not in the tropics or in the Caribbean or in some Latin American place. And so being in a new location and yet having it populated by buildings that really knew how to design their insulation was quite new for me. So (laughs) that was great. Um, Yeah, it, it was, it was quite, quite interesting, very unstructured. I got to see a lot of the sites around the city, got to explore some of the nightlife there, and uh, got to take a zip line over the city, which uh, was cool. Lots of different tourists from all over the world were folks that I had the ability to meet. Um, so overall, it was a very nice experience, and I'm glad to have visited the great nation of Canada.
0: Awesome. Did you fly there? Did you drive there? It's about a five-hour drive from Boston.
1: It is about a five hour drive from Boston. And had I gotten uh, looped in with one of my friends who owns a vehicle for driving, I probably would have driven there. <laughs> but I ended up flying because I, I don't um, have a car. So I did fly there and it was a very short flights, but uh, it was absolutely worth it.
0: When you land in Montreal, what's was the first thing you did?
1: First thing I did. Yeah. So the first thing I did was I went to the uh, kind of hotel hostel where I was staying and I got my stuff uh, sorted out there and found out that there was a bar in the basement where they were serving none other than poutine, which is a dish I have never had. And so I figured if I wanted to truly experience Montreal, then poutine was definitely first on the list of experiences there. So I trucked down to that bar, hung out with a mix of Canadians and various foreigners and got, got busy with the poutine. Yes,
0: Nice. <laughs> How was the poutine? i hear so many things about it.
1: It was very filling and very good.
0: Nice. Good on you. <laughs> and, um, Yeah, I know you like uh, nightlife. Um, What was unique about Montreal's nightlife that you noticed?
1: Well, it was very active and beautifully lit. So I spent a lot of time walking down the main street of Montreal and just looking at all of the various activities, all of the people. And it's beautiful in that it's, it's very lit up. I mean, Montreal knows how to how to do nightlife and that there's so much to do. There's so many restaurants, lots of chocolate places. (laughs) And I happened to notice that there were lots of stores as well that were selling very high quality clothes, especially of the winter coat variety. And it was really funny because I ended up chatting with (laughs) a person at a cafe that I happened to run into for hours on end and got a personal tour guide throughout the city for a little bit and he was basically describing how it is a ritual for him to go look at the newest winter clothing selection in Montreal just because they're so I mean they're very high quality both in terms of style because Montreal is has a lot of very stylish high quality merchandise of all types but also in terms of quite necessary practicality. (laughs) So I think uh, the impression I got was that Montreal is very, um, very serious about about having both style and functionality in its various offerings. Um, So it was it was very fun just people watching just taking in the culture of the neighborhood.
0: Did you buy any clothes to take home with you?
1: No. <laughs> as I mentioned in a previous episode, I I travel with only one carry-on, and these coats were, were legit. They would not have fit in that carry-on at all. Maybe next time.
0: Well, um thanks for sharing that. It's cool you noticed uh, something random like uh winter coats and how stylish they are.
1: <laughs> yes, uh, if, if you want to buy a stylish winter coat, I highly recommend going to Montreal. That is the place to do it.
0: Great, and probably a reason to drive there as opposed to fly there too. Yeah. <laughs> only five hours from boston
1: exactly yes
0: yes so um what what were the eats like up there like aside from the poutine uh, what are the unique uh dishes that they have uh that you noticed and that you really? yeah
1: they have everything very i mean the whole uh selection lots of very high-end stuff tons of bars and If you need to have something from any corner of the earth, you can definitely find it in Montreal somewhere. (laughs) And just walking around and checking things out. Um, Yeah. And I guess the ambiance is really nice, too, around the food. I mean, you can basically get anything you want, is is my impression of it. I personally went to some places that focused on French food, which is some of the best food. (laughs) It was very, very high quality. And the ambience is great because you're kind of surrounded by a real diversity of different ages and and kind of different backgrounds in Montreal is what I found. There are tons of younger people, students, and there's a, um, you know, there are lots of schools in the area as well. So that was cool. It made it definitely more active and uh, energetic in terms of its kind of vibe. So I very much enjoyed that as well.
0: Did you visit Miguel, which is... uh one of the most noted universities uh, in Montreal and Canada itself.
1: I did actually, I didn't explore it too much, but I definitely took a walk through and I mean, it's a, it's beautiful campus and it's fascinating to learn about some of the unique qualities, not just of Montreal, but of McGill, how everything is in, well, all the material um, is in both French and English. And that's just, really unique for me. Uh, apparently, there are certain policies that require for all material associated with, say, the local products that are sold there to be in both French and English, and that's that's interesting because <laughs> I mean, this doesn't exist in, in that many other places in North America. Um, yeah, so that that was quite, quite cool.
0: Any cool museums, buildings, and churches there?
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely walked by a lot of very gorgeous churches, and there were, I didn't have a chance to stop through that many museums, but I know that there are a ton. I mean, it's a very, it's, it's a very kind of packed city.
0: <laughs> oh, wow. Of, I didn't know it was that, uh, that, that condensed and crowded. Well, I haven't been yet.
1: Yeah. Well, it just had a lot available in terms of various cultural things to do. It's it's certainly a place where someone who wanted to visit a lot of museums, a lot of shows, a lot of artistic performances of various types they would be very happy in Montreal um yeah so so very kind of well uh, well amenity with, with lots of lots of different things to do there
0: tell me about your zipline experience I did something similar along Niagara Falls
1: oh that I feel was quite like, the thrill I feel like people would rather hear about the Niagara Falls when that sounds really exciting <laughs> uh,
0: I think a future Daytona show episode uh solo I'll
1: probably brag
0: okay. about that a bit
1: Good.
0: What's <laughs> actually the idea, dude?
1: Absolutely. Um. Yeah. No. The zip line was cool. I I happened to go. Well. Yeah. So it's August 2022, right? And so, Canada as a whole, well, at least Eastern Canada, was experiencing a major heat wave, and I've never seen so many Canadians sweating.
0: <laughs> wow. But
1: uh, yeah. But. I happened to notice on my very very hot summer jaunts that there was these awesome there were these flying people just going over the entire city and so I took one look at that zip line and realized that I needed to do that before I left and I have never zip lined at that height at least before and um and so it was fun there were a bunch of other folks who were visiting the city in line there were these uh there are these women who are kind of the same age as me, and they're kind of saying, "So, all right, I was scared before, but I saw that there was some little kid doing this, so maybe I shouldn't be." <laughs> but it was, uh, it was super fun. I got to see the whole city for a few wonderful seconds, and it was, um, all right, it was twenty bucks. That was absolutely worth it.
0: Sir, Did you get the video to show everybody too? Sometimes they upsell you videos and things of that nature
1: uh yeah i did they actually asked if i wanted this little device that would al- allow me to put my phone in i guess a holder that would attach to my hand in a way that it would never fall off and they they just offered that for free so i why not wow, even better video <laughs> even
0: better than the upsell- even better than upselling
1: exactly that's yes. great
0: what other fun stuff did you did you do in that city
1: um i mean i guess the highlight was so i see i visited uh Mount Royale which is a big it's it's a I guess not the biggest mountain but it overlooks the entire city and so it has a marvelous view so I managed to do that right uh, at the end of my trip so that was really fun and I mean the other highlight was was honestly just walking around at night and taking in all of the various activities people were up to and um yeah, just just kind of taking in the city, running into random to, to, you know, the people and the stores and the cafes and what they had to say and how they how they thought about living in Montreal and um kind of the yeah, just the concepts that kind of uh you know that that occupied their their minds. Like what are what are the current I mean, a little nerdy, but like what are the current policy issues that concern people in places like Montreal? Um so that was really fun to just chat about.
0: Well, that's great. Um, you're very good at like connecting with you know, new people on a solo trip. How, how did you develop and hone that superpower?
1: Superpower? <laughs> um, well, I'm honored, honored to, to receive that label. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess it's just kind of practice. I travel a lot, pretty much completely solo. And mainly just so that I have the flexibility to do exactly the activities that I want and to be a little bit more spontaneous without having to coordinate things. And so I think just practice, I've just been doing a lot lot of trips and it's really easy to interact with people if you're just honestly fascinated by them. And it's easy when there are folks in an entirely new country with an entirely different of cultural environment so it's kind of effortless you just kind of ask them talk to them the way that you want and kind of ask them questions and just you know be curious because people people love talking about their homes
0: yes if you go to canada next where are you fixing to go good
1: question i think i'll probably go to one of the famed national parks there about which i have heard a lot I haven't decided which one but I've heard that they have a lot of really wonderful nature and so that will be kind of a detour from my usual mo which is go to the most populated city ever and talk to lots of people but you know nature is fine I think as Mark Twain said nature I love nature just not on me (laughs) but uh but yeah, it'd be great to kind of check out the the nature there as well. Maybe if I happen to stumble upon anyone who is a proud owner of an RV or something, that might be a good way to do it. Um, Any yeah.
0: listeners, uh, hit her up. Absolutely. <laughs> a- anything? Uh, anything else about uh, your Montreal trip that was memorable um, that you know you can share with the listeners or anything you recommend they do if they decide to take a long weekend in Montreal or? full uh, vacation?
1: Yeah, well, honestly, I only scratched the surface of everything that's possible to do in Montreal and certainly. So there is so much more <laughs> that I haven't covered that you can certainly do there. but if I were going to Montreal again, I'd certainly recommend getting the some of the classic Montreal experiences, the routine, definitely, um, going to some of the shops right along some of the main uh, avenues in the area. Seeing the sites, the beautiful architecture of Montreal. It actually reminded me a little bit of Boston in some areas or Europe, just because it had very kind of a like, European um, feel to it, which is very unique in, in Canada and North America generally. But yeah, just kind of embracing the authentic experiences of the city, I think, because there's so much to do and so many things to, to learn about it.
0: Wonderful. And uh, not only did you go to Canada, um, you took a, an, another trip to uh, California, to, to San Jose, to Santa Cruz and Palo Alto. Was it your first time to those three cities? Or what did you like most about uh, that as- aspect of that separate trip?
1: Yeah, so this certainly isn't my first time visiting Silicon Valley. <laughs> I've gone many times before. Uh, but it's it's always interesting to go and checking out the very unique vibe of, of, these, these places. I mean, wow. If I could think of a, I don't know if I could come up with a greater con- contrast between going to sort of you know, Latin America and, and various countries there and then going to like Palo Alto. I guess there's some similarities, lots of Spanish speaking people, <laughs> which I always enjoy. Awesome. <laughs> to get to practice, but, um, but yeah it's uh it's it's very especially in palo alto it's super tech focused very polished and lots of very um kind of central polished like high high end like restaurants especially in the very center of uh some of the neighborhoods
0: and
1: yeah and i also managed to visit and it's so funny arriving in in somewhere like San Francisco, immediately you see all of these signs that are trying to recruit you to work for various giant tech companies, which is, which is funny. I mean, you don't really see that in other places, but yeah. Um, yeah. And I went to Santa Cruz, went to the, the beach in Santa Cruz and uh, let's see. Yeah. And, and kind of did some hiking in nature in this area called Lexington, um, just did some hiking around there. That was that was super fun. Lots of really, really uh, nice hills. Lots of good views there.
0: Do you like to hike, uh, like mountains, uh, forests? Um, what do you like to hike most?
1: Good question. I certainly like taking walks and kind of exploring, especially with you know with people I've met or friends. You know, um, I'm not usually a big hiker in mountains. I'm not the most Mychismo person per se, <laughs> which is shocking, but uh, yeah. So I don't usually hike much, but I can, you know, little little jaunts up up mountains in, in California and near San Jose or other areas are are super fun to do, and they're kind of a big, you know, that they're they're kind of a value <laughs> in terms of hikes because you they're not that big, but you see these amazing views of the whole city, and it's it's great because. California is one of these places that has very diverse microclimates. As in San Jose, for example, when I went, and for most of the time, I believe it, it's pretty hot. No, it's hot, sunny, kind of what you think of as California. And San Francisco can be chillier and uh, way more hilly, as you might expect. And so you can kind of. You know, people talk about you can drive to the mountains in California, you can drive to the desert, right, and that's totally true, so if you want to go to California, it's great to kind of visit, you visit different areas, and they're, they're completely different in many ways, so that's, that's pretty fun.
0: You told me there's some really high-end restaurants in uh, Palo Alto, any any ones in particular that stood out, or any types of eats or drinks that stood out?
1: Yeah, um, let's see, so there was one I went to, It was it was this... Nice French place. I mean, I never really go out to um, restaurants like this ever. So this was.
0: Well, it ties into Montreal. It
1: does. Well, I mean, I, no, it does tie into Montreal, I guess. It was, it was, I'll have to think about what the name of, I think it was the left side. The
0: left left bank, perhaps? The
1: left bank.
0: <laughs> yeah, as in Paris. Yeah, the left bank of the, left bank of the river.
1: Yeah that uh, that had pretty good stuff that was a good experience yeah
0: wow good stuff did you get to the stanford campus i've heard some of the good good things about it
1: i have visited the stanford campus in a previous trip and it's huge it's huge i mean it's really really uh, gorgeous as a campus i mean coming from kind of the more squished Eastern United States. Going to Stanford's campus is so interesting because it's just so California. It's, it's just, you know, palm trees everywhere, very spread out. They have these giant fields there that just, I don't think they're sports fields really. They're just, they're just there. It's just so spread out. I mean, I'm trying to go to the front door of the campus, right? But There's this big field between me and the front door. I'm like, well, what is, what is this? What, what, what happens here? Is this, is this like an airplane landing strip or what? But but I mean it's it's super I mean it's very gorgeous and there's uh lots of kind of associated museums and um crazy beautiful architecture so definitely recommend a visit if you go there
0: didn't you have, don't you have a few friends live out that way do you get to hang out with them much
1: or... yeah absolutely yeah I I know a bunch of people who yeah who are in or have been in California who I've been able to visit so um yeah, it's it's that's always fun <laughs> to do. Could it, could
0: could you could you get a job out that way after all they're hitting you up the minute you land the plane.
1: Oh <laughs> I mean, if you work in tech, you could probably get a job that way. So I probably could, but I think this area over out east has a special place in my heart. So I don't think I would I would jump at it, but um right now.
0: Smoking <laughs> like a true kind of virgin.
1: Absolutely, yes.
0: Yeah. What, what else? Uh, what else did you do on on, on your uh, brief but uh, eventful trip out in California? And you know, if 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 that's going to be your first trip in, to the Silicon Valley, what do you recommend to check out other than what you mentioned?
1: Yeah. Um, so I've been a couple previous times to Silicon Valley, and this particular trip was pretty short. It was just kind of a long weekend type type thing because that's all I could really uh, yeah. squeeze in there. But I would certainly recommend checking out the big kind of big landmarks in California. So certainly the big universities, I think, are really interesting to stop by Stanford and then Berkeley and be prepared to drive um, a fair amount just because it's California. But uh, yeah, and then there are some really great sites along the ocean as well. The water is quite cold.
0: thanks for the warning
1: yes so it's like the east it's kind of like
0: new england water exactly. you kind of go to the beach in new england like i think i'm going to spend three minutes in here
1: yeah yeah exactly so it's kind of like that but people are very hardcore there i mean i see people you'll go to the cliffs you'll go to these like rock rocky outcrops there and you'll see almost at every point along the water that could conceivably Uh, host a human being you'll see these people out in wetsuits just like surfing (laughs) and you know before I went to Northern California I had this kind of vision in my head of what surfing in California is like and I had to I had to sort of modify it to include a wetsuit because the the north part of California was pretty cool so, um, but yeah, these people are, are hardcore and like some of the, yeah, there there are lots of kind of, I don't know, I've met a, uh, some a quantity of triathletes there who enjoy doing hardcore swim, <laughs> run, bike types of endeavors. Um, I think very high ambition types of folks there. Yeah, I
0: guess high ambition, professionally and high ambition athletically.
1: Yeah yeah
0: yeah uh for a place you've not been to yet in the united states where you fix to go next
1: Um, in the united states huh yeah i mean uh most practically i think that i would love to go to bar harbor in maine not yet i know this man is familiar with bar harbor uh (laughs) that would be wonderful and to go Just explore national parks and um go see acadia national park yes love it so that's that's probably my next destination
0: awesome well thank you for sharing your travel experiences on the jimmy daytona show um once again uh great to have dana bolster on we're beyond appreciative um have a great day everybody and uh thanks for tuning in